On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC. Redesign your organisation. Reinvent your capabilities. Reimagine your future. On News Talk. Now, Budget 2024 will be unveiled by Michael McGrath and Pascal Donoghue on the 10th of October and with an overall package of about $6.4 billion, $1.1 billion of that for tax cuts. One of the big question marks is housing. What is going to happen for the perennial problem child for this particular government? And a big focus this week on tax incentives to keep landlords in particular in the market. But would it work if they got a bit of a tax break on their income? I'm joined now by the leader of the Labour Party, Ivana Bacic, and in a few moments by Pat David, the Chief Executive of the Institute of Professional Auctioneers and Valuers. Thank you both for joining us. Ivana, we're going to start with you. Do you think landlords should get tax cuts in the budget? Good morning, Sean. Well, we think that there are better ways to ensure that we see a greater supply of homes coming onto uh, the system come, uh, and enabling people to get housed. And that is the crucial issue that everyone agrees on, which is that the real problem here is the chronic housing shortage, the chronic chronic shortage of homes available to rent or to buy for people. And that has resulted in, as we saw just on Friday, again, unfortunately, record numbers of people in homelessness, nearly 4,000 children among them. And that's really not good enough. So what we want to see in Labour is a really ambitious and urgent building programme by government to ensure that we see more homes coming on, uh, coming, becoming available for people to rent or buy. And we also want to see a really strong activation programme. We've launched that this weekend to activate vacant and derelict properties across Ireland. We know from CSO figures there are at least 160,000 houses vacant or derelict across the country. Uh, recent research in the Irish Times has shown in Dublin City alone There are 12,000 vacant homes that are available, and additionally, commercial properties, which could be repurposed. So we're calling on people to come to us, tell us if you see a vacant or derelict property, particularly a house in your area, that could be repurposed and activated. We think government would be better advised to put money into that sort of programme rather than giving tax breaks to landlords. We have a fundamental fundamental, uh, concern that if the money is put into tax breaks for landlords, what we'll see essentially is those who own properties paying less tax than those who are earning incomes and struggling to pay rent and living in those properties. We think that's unfair. So what we want to see is better security for renters and, 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 and crucially, more properties, more houses becoming available for people to rent or buy. And it is true to say that landlords have been, I think, you know, landed with the responsibility of providing homes for people to a far greater extent than we should have in any society and that government should really be stepping up now and incentivising local authorities to build and ensuring that there is a massive build programme. Uh, we've called, for example, for an ambitious programme of uh, 50,000 new builds a year for 10 years. It's, it's very much doable. And on top of that, we could see 50,000 vacant or derelict properties returned into use each year and that's the sort of scale of ambition that is needed. And that's all well and good in the long term but I mean none of those things are going to stop the landlords leaving the market in the short term at 43,000 of them or more in the last five years. What would you do to to incentivise those who are there and who are saying I'm not making money out of this in fact I'm losing money out of this uh, to stay? Well first of all I think there's no evidence that the reason that the that taxes are the reason landlords are leaving. Many landlords are leaving to sell. Indeed, we know from residential tenancies board figures 
But that's the reason, the predominant reason why landlords leave the market is to sell the houses that they have been renting out. And often that's because in a rising, uh, you know, again, when you have very little supply, house prices are rising. Therefore, uh, landlords are quite legitimately looking to sell for that reason. And of course, when a house is sold, it means that other people are buying it to live in usually. So, uh, you know, so it's not leaving that the housing system. It means there are still houses available. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's the first point. The second point is that if there are to be any incentives for landlords, they have to be conditional. And again, in Labour, we'll be pressing government hard on this. We have to see a, a, a quid pro quo, in other words. If landlords are to be given some sort of incentive, that it would be dependent very much on renters having greater security of tenure. That, for example, uh, and indeed we've seen this in the past, where uh, where breaks were given to people to buy houses or apartments to rent out on the basis that they would have to keep renting them out for a period of time, for five or ten years, because that is the only way I think that it would be fair to give any sort of incentive. So do you think there's an element of this narrative that landlords are, are fleeing the markets in drove is a bit overblown and it's maybe more of a correction of the market of people who maybe didn't ever intend to become a landlord bought 15 years ago and are now only out of negative equity? That's precisely it. I mean, that's what we've been saying all along is that there's no evidence that landlords are leaving because of tax issues or because, you know, they feel unfairly treated in some way. Uh, Certainly from the landlords, and I hear from landlords as well as from renters, what I'm hearing is people are selling because they can get a good price for their property because, as you say, they might have got a tax break to buy the property some years ago and that's now ended. Or or, Or for very personal reasons, but they're now moving on themselves in, in life and they want to, uh, to as, you, as, as, uh, as they might put it, liquidate an asset. But the problem here is precisely that, that for far too long, governments have treated housing like assets, like the, the housing market is a market and, you know, it, it's commercialised. And what we're missing here is the fact that these are homes. I hear every day from constituents who are renting, renting long term, people in their 50s and 60s who've been renting for 10, 20 years in the same house the same apartment, the same flat that is their home, and they're now being evicted. And, you know, no no blame to a, to a landlord for this, but the reality is people are being deprived of a home because we've treated houses and apartments like assets and commodities for far too long, and we need to have a really clear focus on housing as a human right. And again, it's a scandal, an absolute scandal in our city of Dublin, our beautiful city, that we see such a scourge of dereliction and vacancies. I stood, Sean, on Thursday outside six houses in Bath Place, just around the corner from the Dáil, in the centre of Dublin, six houses that have sat derelict for years. And they're on the derelict sites register of Dublin City Council. You know, but these registers that the councils keep of derelict and vacant sites, the few properties that are on them are only a drop in the ocean. You know, of the, uh, uh, because all across the country we see, as I say, at least 160,000 houses that are vacant or derelict. And these are houses that could be repurposed and activated for use as homes for people who so desperately need them. Okay, there are quite a lot of budget stories in the papers today and particularly when it comes to housing. One that catches the eye uh, below the fold in the Sunday or the business post as it is now. Developers calling, and this is the Construction Industry Federation, for a tax on second-hand homes. A new 1% levy on the sale of second-hand homes in order to finance and spread the cost, as they put it, of delivering transport and utilities to new developments and their argument is that the all of the cost at the moment is borne by those buying new estates where, where you pay for it and you pay for the connections but everyone uh, is benefiting. What do you make of that idea? A 1% charge which could be up to 5 grand really on the uh, the extra on the cost of a second hand home? 
Well, it's certainly very interesting. And we're, as other parties are, we in Labour are putting final touches to our own alternative budget over the coming days. We'll be launching it on Thursday. So we'll certainly be looking at all proposals that are put forward, all constructive proposals that have been put forward to try and increase supply of homes, to try and, I suppose, unlock this awful um, this awful block that is uh, there currently for people to buy or to rent homes of their own. And I suppose our concern would be that uh, measures that put prices up for hard-pressed individuals or couples who are struggling to, to buy homes, families who are struggling to buy homes, I think we need to look very carefully at how that would work in practice. So certainly for us, the big issue is for government to put capital investment into the building of new homes and for government to, to really ramp up the sort of programmes they've adopted, uh, that they have introduced, that we've welcomed to uh, encourage people to bring vacant and derelict properties back into use and indeed to sanction those who do not. And I see David McWilliams describing vacancy and dereliction as anti-social behaviour and I think he's right. We have a public meeting this week in Rathmines. The architect Duncan Stewart will be speaking and he has spoken out about this, this behaviour, this behaviour that we've tolerated in our society for far too long, of people sitting on empty houses, letting them fall into disrepair and ruin and that this is anti-social behaviour to, in a housing crisis like this to allow buildings to fall into disuse in this way, particularly houses and apartments, this is antisocial behaviour and it does need to be sanctioned. OK, uh, Ivana Bacic, leader of the Labour Party, thanks for joining us this morning on The Record. Also on the line is Pat Davitt, the Chief Executive of the Institute of Professional Auctioneers and uh, Valuers. Uh, Pat, uh, good morning to you. I suppose your reaction to what Ivana Bacic had to say there on the potential tax cuts for landlords, that there's no real evidence that this is what's causing them to, to leave the market. Uh, good morning, Sean. Yeah, indeed. I, I'm a bit surprised at that, to say the least, because IPAV and the IPOA last year did a lot of work on this. Uh, and there are many, many surveys there to show why landlords are leaving the market. And indeed, uh, the figures that uh, she's quoted from the RTB, indeed, there are a number of reasons. They're not just one reason because properties are uh, so expensive at the moment, or tax, or indeed the uh, or PSEDs, there are many reasons why landlords are leaving the market, and they all contribute to it. But regardless of the fact of what the reason is, landlords are leaving the marketplace, and they're leaving it may not be in droves as in droves, but we think about, you know, huge, huge big numbers of them, but there are a lot of landlords leaving the market, and our agents would tell Ivana, and if she goes to any of our agents' offices, they would tell her that the amount of properties that they're selling at the moment, a huge percentage of those are landlords leaving the marketplace. Mm. And the reasons that they're leaving, indeed, most of the reasons is for tax and for the RPSS because they, not of these landlords at the smaller end of the market that have been renting prior to 2016, they've been caught in a situation by the government and the RPSS. They can't increase their uh, rents. So that they are, many, many cases, only earning uh, 50% of the rent that many other landlords are earning for those properties. But this has all been rehearsed many times and spoken about many times before. One thing, uh, well, a couple of things that I am interested in that Van, Ivana is talking about Indeed, we, the Institute of Professional Auctioneers and Valuers, have been talking about vacancies for years. Absolute, I'd say five years we've been talking about it, since the first GEO report that I have seen talking about uh, vacancy came out. We've actually actually issued a number of papers on it. And when she's looking at her uh, budget submission, it would be very good if she looked at the IPAV one, because there are ways there to get a lot of those properties back into use. And we've been calling for 10,000 of those to come back into use every year and I don't think it's an awful lot seeing as there are so many vacant homes out in the countryside. Yeah. But yes, for landlords, um, 
I think landlords are entitled to a break in the marketplace at the moment as regards their rent. And while it's fine talking about houses or homes, we are aware of that, but they're an asset to the landlord. And they don't just uh, grow up like mushrooms. You have to buy them. You have to get the money for them. You have to get a mortgage for them. You have to put them there for people to rent. So they're an asset to that person. And at the end of the day, the money they get from them is passive income. And that income can't be used, can't be used for, for instance, a pension for that landlord. So it's different income than pay income that many of those landlords are earning as well. And uh, the reason that they get the income, obviously, is because they make the investment in the first place. So like, it's fine talking about county councils building houses and everything like that, because that's way into the future. We have these people in the marketplace at the moment. So obviously, it's important to keep them in it as long as we possibly can. And when the county councils and there's many more uh, properties to rent from different organisations, then it's fine. Uh, if the landlords leave the market at that particular stage, that's up to them. But presently, we need the ones that are there. We need to keep them. And how are we going to keep them? A little incentive to them isn't like, you know, going to going to be, it's not going to be a huge thing. I don't believe At the same yet. time though, Pat, is it not fundamentally unfair to say that your income from rent deserves a tax break more than whatever about someone's earned income, but even other passive income sources, if you invest in stocks and shares and you're getting a dividend from that and you are supporting the economy through that, you're still charged the income tax rate uh, as everyone else is on earned income. So is it not fundamentally unfair to create two brackets there? Well, uh, it's not creating two brackets there, it's creating brackets in the, landlord, in the landlord business at the moment by different renters that are in the marketplace and what they're being paying. Like, for instance, if a landlord owns a property themselves or herself, they pay over 55% tax. If they have that in the company, they pay 25% tax. And if you're a fund, you may not pay an awful lot of tax at all. I'm not sure what the rate is. There's a lot of disputes about what the rate is, but I'm sure there is a rate of some description. But it's a lot less than what landlords, if you have a one-off property, pay. And you're in a situation where if you buy stocks and shares, if the stocks and shares go up in value, you get a dividend, you get it. But in the actual, with a a landlord, a lot of those typically small landlords, if you're renting a property prior to 2016 at 1,000 euros a month because you had a nice tenant, a good tenant, and you kept the property and they kept the property well and you didn't increase your rent. And hence, here we are now in 2023, a temporary measure that came in in 2016 is still making those landlords rent those properties for probably 50% of the marketplace. And Ivana, like, she talks about uh, security of tenure. Every time a landlord rents a property at the moment, it's an unlimited ten- tenancy after the first six months. So in actual fact, it was part four. That part four moved to six years from four years to six years. Now it's unlimited. So uh, for the first six months, you have an opportunity. Uh, the tenant is on a probation period. But after that, the tenancy is unlimited. And there's only specific reasons uh, you can get that uh, tenant out of the property. Mm. Now, if you're only renting your property and you're getting a very small rent for it, the only way you can sell that property and, and, and uh, get the money for that property is to evict the tenant. And you evict okay. the tenant and sell the property in the open market. Mm. Okay, at the same time, you are still sitting on an asset that is mar- by and large appreciating a value. But unfortunately, we are uh, out of time. Pat Davitt from the Institute of Professional Auctioneers and Valuers. Thanks a million for joining us on the record. And before that, Ivana Batchik of the Labour Party. On the record with Gavin Riley. Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Redesign your organisation. Reinvent your capabilities. Reimagine your future. On News Talk.